0: All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month and six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all.
2: Welcome to the eleventh episode of Farms Advice, where we cover everything agribusiness. On today's show, we have Georgie Robertson from Regional PR. She's worked on some of the largest campaigns for Regional Australia, including Buy from the Bush and Stay in the Bush. She's a true advocate for Regional Australia and has established tremendous foundations within media. Let's get into it. Yeah, Georgie, how are you going?
1: Hi, lovely to be here.
2: Excellent to have you on, and especially from coming from the media industry. We haven't had anyone on from the media industry as yet. How's everything going with you?
1: It's, it's actually been surprisingly busy. Um, I had a moment there when I thought that COVID would almost... Um, shut down business and I wouldn't have any clients and that I'd be on JobKeeper, but I've actually found uh, it's probably one of the busiest periods I've had in the last
2: couple of years. In terms of like agri businesses getting on to you or?
1: Yeah, like a real combination of um, small businesses needing, um, you know, content creation through to... Um, you know, larger um, organisations really were seeing the need to get in front of um, media because, uh, you know, like now more than ever, it's such a crowded space and, and, you know, to get their name and um, brand or service out there has been like a, a, a real priority for them.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think knowing agriculture within media really helps you get along.
1: Yeah, like I've got, I've got actually do have quite a mix of clients. So um, predominantly agriculture, but then also um, I have a restaurateur who's based in Sydney and a um, a sustainable dog bedding company in Queensland and a couple of other kind of more lifestyle type clients. So. Yeah, it's definitely a cross-section and everyone's got the same needs really and that's to um, get more awareness and more eyeballs on their product
2: or service. Yeah, absolutely. It's good for you that you can dabble in of like different industries.
1: Yeah, I think it's actually been really beneficial to have that cross-sectoral uh, experience for, um, and for my ad clients, I would say more so because – you know, they probably have more opportunities to get in front of metro media and different types of media than they normally would if they were, um, you know, really only focusing on on regional. So it's it's beneficial for them. Um, so you know, for example, I've got one client at the moment who's based up in um, in the Kimberley, and um, she's going to be on Mamma Mia, the No Filter podcast in a couple of weeks, and. Um, and I don't think that would have necessarily happened if I hadn't worked in the different sectors and industries that I've, I have in the past.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That no filter podcast, they're killing it.
1: Yeah, I think it's 300,000 downloads per episode. So it's massive. So an opportunity to get on there is, is huge. And, um, and we're lucky, you know, we've had two clients on there in the, past month and it's been you know it's it's a massive win for them and um really has an impact on website traffic and social media growth and um yeah Google um loves it as well so it's it's good.
2: Yeah absolutely just driving that traffic through to the business that you're working for at the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah makes a huge difference because that that drives up the search rankings. Um you know obviously Mama Mia's uh um, fairly well-known um, podcast. I think it's the number one. I think there's 28 podcasts that live underneath the Mamma Mia um, umbrella. So it's, it's huge.
2: Uh, okay. I didn't know that at all. But mm. yeah, absolutely. It's a big one. Before we like, get down to business, can you just yep. introduce yourself and how you're connected with agriculture?
1: Uh, So, well, um, I grew up um, on a sheep and cattle station in outback New South Wales and um, a place called Ivanhoe uh, and my closest neighbour was about an hour away and um, we did school of the air for primary school and then um, we were sent to boarding school for, um, secondary, for the, our secondary years um, because obviously there was nowhere out at Ivanhoe that really um, catered for education, high school education. Um, and then I did a diploma of business at Maclay College in Sydney and then um, I actually ended up working after that at Text Media, which was a publishing house in Surrey Hills. So I kind of really um diverted I guess from ag and went quite heavily into um I don't know I really I guess Sydney was fun and it was very um you know after after living at Ivanhoe for as long as we did it was just um lots of different opportunities um and then I ended up coming back to ag really when I moved to Moree in 2000 um from Sydney and um, and stayed. We stayed in the country uh, for a couple of years. I had a brief stint back in Sydney, and then ended up in Armidale up in Northern New South Wales. So um, and then I think my trajectory through to um, studying the regional PAO was really around. Um, we moved to Wagga, um, and my I thought that I'd get a job. I was actually looking for full-time employment, and because I'd kind of worked on my own for such a long time, I just wasn't getting the interviews. So I'd apply for um, you know jobs at the university and jobs at the council, and um, not having any luck. So I leased an office in Wagga, and I um, I started. Uh, I continued to service the clients that I had, and then I. Um, eventually ended up getting um, more and more business so um, that was really how regional PR started and um, and I've always had an absolute passion for um, rural and regional Australia and and getting those stories heard in um, a wider audience than just um, you know local media and um, local communities so so that was, I guess, a challenge I set for myself. Really, is trying to really get the, um, the amplify the stories and get sort of um, rural and regional people in front of metro media.
2: Absolutely. So for yourself, you had to really hit the ground running. How did you find, like, getting the media contacts in the initial stage?
1: Um, I ha- I already had quite a good. Um, I suppose you call black book based on the years that I've been working so that um really it was I mean it is a lot about the relationships so I've I've been careful to nurture the the relationships with journalists over the years um and then I I did the PR for um Evoke Ag, which was the um the inaugural event and that was in 2019 and we um so that was that was a really big um gig for me because it kind of really kick started my um my kind of foray into regional p r
2: yeah yeah the evocag like their launch it was pretty spectacular, wasn't it
1: yeah it was amazing given that um you know we were you know unheard of and an unknown entity before two thousand and nineteen, and then uh really looking at trying to get the um, ticket sales I can mean you know I think there were in the end there were twelve hundred tickets sold, so it was a mammoth exercise. I did the social media as well for um for the um event and i don't actually think i've worked so hard in my life over those last over those few months in the lead up to february it was just a huge um you know it was a huge gig and it was amazing because um it totally immersed me in the world of agri-food tech which i hadn't really kind of dabbled in before but i was um i was just so excited to be part of it it was a really great opportunity
2: It's cool to see, like, everything on the ground um, that you may not have found out by not going to a VOGAG.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely um, a massive benefit to being at an event. It's just, it's go, go, go. And I think unless you're there, you don't really understand the the mechanics of it and what it's looking like or even, you know, just understanding, um, you know, like my... um, the, my colleague who works with me, Zelda, she came to the event in, at the, in February of this year and it was invaluable for her as well because she really got to see how, um, you know, media schedules worked and um, how to, um, you know, like just kind of, it was so, there were so many kind of um, moving parts and to be involved in it was really an eye-opener for her as well. So it was, it, it's, it's a great event to be part of.
2: Yeah, good way to kickstart the career for Zelda. Yeah, and- really
1: great. She made, um, and I think that's the wonderful thing about events is that you go and you meet the journalists in person. So you might be speaking to them, um, you know, for months, if not years sometimes and never actually get to meet them. So an event, like a preeminent event, like Evoke Ag, which, um, you know, every Ag uh, tech and Agri kind of um journalist was there or wanted to be there and so it's um it's i mean i hate to use the word networking but it is it's a really great opportunity to to um meet and um and it's fun
2: yeah you can finally nail down those interviews that you've always wanted
1: yeah no we pretty it's it's actually a pretty well-oiled machine in the sense that in the lead-up we try and have all the media interviews locked in before we even walk through the door because. There's, like I said, so many moving parts and AgriFutures have their own um, content creation um, going on via podcasts and, um, you know, so it's and, and their own kind of videographers. So it's really important to make sure that it's locked in before there's no there's no real surprises.
2: Yeah, I think it's a fantastic thing what Voke AG's doing and obviously you've done a really good job for yourself on that.
1: Yeah, well, I like to think so. We had um, a pretty massive um, media turnout in well for both years, really. And I think for 2020 um, in Feb, I think we had an interview scheduled every 20 minutes. So um, over two wow. days, that's that's a lot of media.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Got your hands full for sure. For
1: yeah, I was very grateful to have Zelda there.
2: Yeah, I bet. For uh, like. PR and how it can help agricultural businesses, how like, do you need to educate people on how it can impact their business?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's absolutely no question that it's, um, you know, if you've got, if you've got something to say, you've got um, a um, opportunity that you want to be talking to and um, getting out there in the, in the wider world, then it's absolutely um it's critical because um, it's social proof, right? So, I mean, anyone can buy an ad or, um, you know, create a social media campaign. But I think the power of um, seeing the story or the person who um, behind the, the product or the business uh, is, you know, if they're talking to the media, it's got a lot more um integrity than than an ad for example in a in a local paper or state paper so it's definitely um it's a great vehicle to get your voice heard
2: yeah absolutely just adding like a substance behind the advertisement as such and letting people know who they are and telling their story
1: yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like it's it, it kinda of, everything these days is about storytelling, I think. And so getting a story in front of um in front of the journalist, which then can, you know, I mean most of the day most of the time it's digital, right? So if you do a interview with the land or um, you know, with one of the T V stations, then you can put that on your social media and amplify it that way. And again, so there's just, it's constantly kind of backing up your, um, the integrity behind what you do.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And moving on to like one of the most recognizable campaigns by from the Bush.
1: Yes, that has. So yeah, that's been an amazing campaign to work on. It started in October, uh, 2019 and, um, from a social media and PR perspective, it's been um, it's been game changing for a lot of regional communities that have been involved with it.
2: I think the like the importance of buy from the bush is it surrounds the community of regional areas as well, not just like individual businesses. That's right.
1: So it's um, we've also just launched. Well, not just, but a couple of months back, launched Stay in the Bush as well. So it's about promoting the um, areas that uh, originally were um, particularly drought-affected um, and that's kind of expanded more now um, as obviously lots of places have had some pretty good rain, which is so exciting. But again, you know, with the with bushfires have hit, COVID's hit, so... Um, it's been a really transformative um, campaign for
2: regional communities. How did the idea of Buy From The Bush come around?
1: So the idea came up from Grace Brennan, who lives at Warren. Um, she and her husband uh, have um, farming country out there and many of their friends are obviously in the group of one of the worst droughts on record. And she just thought, why not get people buying... Their Christmas presents this year from the bush, Um, and she felt that it was like a a fairly simple, um, you know, proposition to do, and got a couple of her friends involved from Warren and surrounding, and um, yeah, and it it just, I think, I think the fact that the reason behind its success was that it was a really simple idea. Um, it was beautifully curated so um, anything that appeared on the on the um, social media platforms was was quite thoughtfully curated um, beautiful products that people wanted to buy and um, and yeah it just flew it just went really um, crazy
2: and the impact of that still following on at the moment do you still have your hand in the pot
1: Yeah, so definitely the impact is still there, and um, I think you know anyone that is featured on Buy From The Bush will um, testify to that. So, you know whether that's a thousand new um, Instagram followers overnight, or you know, you know, orders coming in from um, overseas, um, nationally, and there's just so much um, impact that it has if you do get featured on facebook
2: or instagram yeah exactly i think like internationally it did okay as well because i was in the uk at the time and they had it in a london newspaper
1: yeah no i mean the media um appetite for it has been phenomenal and again i think you know people really want to know uh, you know they really want to see how they can help and so um, and because I think it was such a social media phenomenon, the media obviously were um, also um, very keen to pick up on those stories and tell the stories of regional businesses that had, success, you know, had seen success throughout the campaign for um, for their own business.
2: For the campaign, how did a business enter, like become a part of Buy From The Bush?
1: Um. So again, it's a really simple um, approach um, using hashtags. So um, we would tell anyone that was interested in, in being featured and obviously we got approached um, or Grace was approached by, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of, a day uh, in the lead up to Christmas. And it was um, as simple as create, you know posting beautiful products on your Instagram or Facebook page and using the hashtag buy from the bush. So... Um, you know when we were looking for, um, or when Grace was looking for, um, you know, businesses to feature. That's how she found them.
2: Yeah, I think it's excellent that combining all of the businesses. So, PayPal acted as a platform for that. How did PayPal get involved?
1: Um, again, they approached um, us in terms of they saw how uh, the successful the campaign was. And they saw alignment with what they were doing in terms of their um, Christmas in the lead up to Christmas. So, for them, um, obviously, it's always going to be beneficial to be um, aligned with a campaign that's obviously creating social um, benefit. And um, and they were really, uh, they were just very keen to work with us and see how um, they could fit in with um, the the campaign and um, the benefits that they could also bring
2: yes excellent for like moving on from buy from the bush for pr and media what's like challenges and obstacles have you come across i know like the impact of covid19 has had a big one on the media industry
1: yeah that's definitely been the biggest um i, I would say hurdle in the last couple of months is the, is that is that Covid has absolutely accelerated the decline of um, media outlets. So I think we've seen 120 news Corp papers regionally um, fold in the last three months, and um, and other outlets are definitely um, if they haven't already folded, they are on the um, you know on the on the hit list really. And so it's just been it's just been very tricky. And I think the other thing is that. The news has been so focused on COVID that it's been difficult to get up any other stories that aren't COVID-related. This is less less likely now, yeah. but yeah. definitely in those kind of uh, in that lockdown phase, it was it was really um, challenging.
2: Did you see more of an impact going online, or it hasn't? Been? In terms of how so do you mean? In terms of like newspapers, magazines. Um, people are searching more online, you think? or
1: there's definitely um, definitely more people online. and um I think though that that the biggest issue is that advertising has just um, is down. last time I checked, I think it was down like thirty seven percent. So if you don't have the advertising, you can't have the pages. It's just uh, it's just a model that doesn't work and it's unsustainable. so and even digitally, you know, it's still an expense you still got to create the content and have the advertisers so um, so a lot of those what we won't see again um, but then on the positive side there is more and like a, a different type of media that we're seeing appearing so whether that's like 24-hour streaming platforms and dedicated kind of news um, outlets like ticker TV or um, osbiz.com, um, which is a online platform that streams business and finance news from, I think it's, yeah, like nine to five. So, um, so there's different opportunities, but from a regional perspective, probably less so.
2: Yeah. I think it's important for like the newspapers, such as the land for New South Wales, um, that they still continue, uh, and have the backing from advertisers as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think flagship kind of um papers like The Land won't um they'll they'll there'll be a place for them. I mean eventually I think all newspapers will end up online. I just think that's the way of the future. But um, you know, we've got there's there's an audience there and there's advertising. So yeah, hopefully they can hang in there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. For like working within agriculture PR and communications, what's like one thing that you'd like to change?
1: Um, I would like to change the demise of of um of media outlets. I think it's just uh, it's a really sad um, sad decline that we're seeing. And um, I mean, i I I just love you know reading the paper or magazines, and so. For me, that's probably, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big issue um, in terms of PR, but also we're losing so many um, platforms and avenues for creatives and journalists and, um, you know, graphic designers and um, editors. Um, there's less and less space
2: for them to be seen. Yeah, so the media industry is a bit more scrutinised for... I
1: would say so, yeah. I think it's all about the bottom line for the companies that own the, um, own the media. They they realise that, you know, there's no, if they're not making money, then they can't continue to, um, you know, publish.
2: Yeah, that's it. We all need to get some money into the bank account, sure. And then for, like, these regional and independent magazines, um, such as, like, Grazia, have you heard... Yep, Crazy Her. Have, heard, but have you worked yeah. with them?
1: I have, yeah. I've done a lot of work with Claire Dunn, who is an amazing editor. She um, puts her heart and soul into that magazine. And, um, and I think, you know, regional Australia are really lucky to have her because, um, you know, it's such a beautiful way to showcase um, stories in the bush.
2: Yeah, I think it's a really good view for, to come from. Like to look into it, of course, and the stories that they come out of that—they're really excellent and showcase yeah. that, what yeah. living in rural communities is like and the yeah. hardships. And I,
1: think, I think we'll probably see, um, you know, as our as our newspapers kind of die, and some of our magazines, those bigger magazines, will also. Um, I think we'll end up. Um, you know, not in existence, but we will see the rise of like more niche magazines. And I know, um, I know a friend of mine starting up one um, in a couple of uh, months, and they, and that's again, that's quite a lovely magazine dedicated to um,
2: rural and regional stories. Going nationally, or will they just stick towards their mm-hmm. own sort of segment?
1: No, I think it'll, it's definitely national. So um, at the moment, she's calling for submissions from all around the country and um, photography and writing. So it'll be, uh, yeah, it'll definitely be national and quite different to Grazie Her, but I think just as loved.
2: Yeah, I think that's excellent that up, new magazines are coming on. Uh, yeah. And they'll just grab their own niche part of the market. Course.
1: yeah it'll, it's going to be an interesting space in the next couple of years i think for media but i mean we are there are, i think we'll see the rise of more kind of niche publications and trade publications and then also um you know probably out of those magazines folding we'll see editors and journalists getting together and creating their own um beautiful products
2: yeah of course and it gives us all hope coming out of COVID 19 and hopefully <laughs> I know we we'll settle them. A- <laughs>
1: I know. Well, I'm definitely a um, crazy magazine reader. So every weekend I stock up and, um, yeah, I love it. Can't get enough.
2: For, like, getting yourself across different news stories, you would have to read a fair bit, wouldn't you, of the media going on?
1: Yeah, so every morning I do a scan. I've got, um, oh, gosh, I've got loads of... um, subscriptions to the newspapers so i have i'll read the sydney morning herald and then i have a look at the australian the daily telegraph the west australian um and then i might check every sort of throughout the day i'll have a look and see what's going on what's trending if there's any kind of new research that's coming out um that might be helpful for clients um yeah i mean god you can just i could spend all day doing it but it's um you've got a You've got to you know do do the work as well. So we we do spend I Zelda and myself do spend quite a lot of time on probably on the ABC and Australian community media um, publications.
2: Yes, excellent. You definitely need to like stay on top of what's going on and the current trends.
1: within the yeah. in media. Yeah, absolutely.
2: For like someone like yourself, a younger person getting into the industry, maybe as a journalist or Working PR and media, yep. how how would you recommend they get into that?
1: Um, I would definitely say with journalism, um, it's it's tricky, and I I think if you're a great writer and you really love the industry, then definitely jump in with both feet. Um, but if you're a bit on the fence, it's it's just getting harder and harder and I think that for journalists these days like they aren't it isn't just about writing it's about understanding you know digital and digital strategy and understanding where ad traffic's coming from and um you you do have to have I guess an ability to multitask and be across different platforms um and realize that it's pretty under-resourced when you when you're in there but at the same time it's just such a um you know, it's such an incredible, like I think it's an incredible occupation and um, would do it in a heartbeat. And then for media and PR, I mean, I definitely think that um, uh, PR is all about relationships. So if you have a natural affinity with people and you really enjoy stories and storytelling, then PR is definitely where um you you would enjoy being um and it's I mean it is it's long hours and there's a lot um it's a lot that goes into it like a lot of thinking about what a story is going to um you know appeal to the media you also have to have quite thick skin because you do get a lot of nose and um but I think If you've got that ability to come back and say, okay, well, that didn't work, but what about this idea? And really thoroughly, I mean, research and understand where um, your stories are going and who the journalist is that's writing them and what they may have written in the last couple of months. Um, Yeah, it's, it's great. I really love it and I feel completely fortunate to have some amazing clients that I work with.
2: Yeah, I think like as long as you're curious within your topic, or, like, within agriculture, or maybe even in retail, you'll go a long way?
1: Yeah, I think, like I say to people that ask me, you, you have to, and potential clients, like, I, I really think that you have to almost be a little bit in love with what your clients are doing to be able to um, to, to promote them and um, sell them into the media. Like, it's it's important, I think. Like, you just have to really enjoy what they are creating or producing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. If you don't love it, you're not going to be interested and you won't get no. the story across nearly as well if you loved it. Of course. No. So we might wrap it up there with a few more questions left. Georgie, thank you very much for having coming on to the show and having yeah, a chat with us. For, no for the podcast, who would you like to hear on here and why? could be someone from the media industry or?
1: Uh, I would think actually, I would love to hear, um, Jen, Med- sorry Jen Medway from Agrifutures. I think she'd be great um, she's a manager for the manager for research and innovations with agrifutures, um, but she's also a fifth generation farmer from gunning and um I love the fact that she's got that sort of perspective of being a farmer who's also got a, had a career in ag policy and governments, and now ag tech. Um, so, you know, she's kind of she's, um, researching but also um, using those and applying the technological know-how within her farm business.
2: Yeah, excellent. I think, like, I did a bit of research and agri-futures. They seem to come up for every article I search for within agriculture. Lately. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, no, she would be so, a great one to chat too.
2: Yeah. They're doing excellent for that. Oh yeah. I'll have to get in touch with Jen for sure.
1: Yeah. That would be my recommendation. And from a media perspective, um, well, I think, I think Claire Dunn from Grazy Hair would be a great one to chat to um, just given that she has, um, I think she's got a few more um little projects coming up that will be quite interesting. So um, she'd be worth a chat too.
2: Yeah, excellent. There's some bigger names out there to get a hold of for me.
1: Yep. <laughs> Happy to put you in touch.
2: That's excellent, Georgie. Well for anyone wanting to get in touch with you, how can they do this?
1: Um, you can find me on my website, the regional uh, actually I think it's regional PR dot com dot au and then instagram the underscore regional underscore pr underscore co which is a bit of a mouthful
2: excellent you'll be able to find all of these in the show notes i'll put on to the AU website great excellent thank you for have, coming on to the show georgie that's excellent
1: thank you so much jack i really appreciate the
2: time no worries speak to you soon So that concludes our episode with Georgie from the Regional PR based in Wagga Wagga, New South Wales. It is nice to see how the media works from her perspective and also to see how we can better utilise different mediums of media as an industry and also as individual agribusinesses specifically. Times are changing for regional media and Georgie believes the future is online for magazines, but for now there's a great purpose for them as physical copies. If you want to reach out to Georgie and her team, visit her at theregionalpr.com.au. You can head over to farmsadvice.com.au for the show notes and further resources. Check out our agribusiness directory where we provide the online hub for Australian agribusinesses. It's free to list your agribusiness, so do so today. Follow us on social media at farmsadvice for further mo-